2: hey everybody this is mr podcast i'm recording from my studio in my basement it's called the podcast room hello i don't
4: i don't i don't i don't, I don't like this i don't like this intro
2: oh sorry uh hello I'm patrick scared. how are I'm, you
4: i'm so scared <laughs> I'm, I'm doing i'm doing great we i'm just your, had a really good interview i'm just
2: your wacky podcast basement dweller uh ethan <laughs> hello uh we just interviewed uh dave from the gray havens which is a band
4: a band that i like very much a band that patrick likes very much much much. i
2: don't not like them they're just uh not my style of music but everybody should go check them out they're very good um i i guess just to preface this this interview um first of all this is going up on christmas eve so shout out uh, Jesus. Shout out Christmas. Eve. Shout out Christmas Eve. I hope you go to mass with your family and you have a good time. You drink some egg eggnog. Um, second of all, this interview, the internet was a little bit questionable. It's not not anybody's fault. I mean, blame net neutrality, um, <laughs> to be honest. So topical, 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 top, topical uh, ding at the politicians. You know how it is. Um, so if you can, if you can deal with the interview or with the internet kind of spottiness, I really tried to clean it up as much as I could in in post. Um, there really is some good stuff in there that, that Dave talks about with his music and his faith and um, how all of it works together and kind of his journey and I think it's very interesting. But uh, you just got to fight through, and I'm really gonna try and make it as listenable as possible. But we we had a had a rough time here um, on the Crunch consistently. Crunch Studios LLC. Constru- Crunch Studios LLC consistently having problems with the internet. Uh, but you're you've been with us this long, you know how it is. So. <laughs> Yeah.
4: And you're here. And hey, I mean, I think we got a new listener. I think that's I think that's the best part about I, it. I he was like, hey, listen, when yeah. can I check out your podcast? And I was like, what? You're gonna listen? That's crazy. Sure. I don't even yeah, listen. He's cool. I don't so, even listen. Yeah. That's fun. So uh, so so Dave, welcome to the Crunch Bunch. Yeah, great. If, listening we, if you're this.
2: listening to your own episode, props, dude, because I don't have that kind of moxie. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't have anything else to say. to The people just wanted to enter this a little little bit, a little little debrief with Patrick. You know how it is. Uh, do you have anything else to yeah, tell? Yeah, it's him? always
4: good. It's always good to talk with my boy one on one. Yo, shout out. Yeah, so Me out here
2: mm, in the club. Please,
4: please enjoy this interview that that was very fun to do. Yeah. And.
2: Uh, yeah. Good, Patrick. Very good and podcasting. Very good podcasting. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome to The oh, Crunch, sorry. episode 67. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. April Apostle,
4: And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. Patrick,
2: who do we have here present on the show with us today?
4: So today, we have a new friend of ours, David Radford. Is that how you say your last name? Yep. Very good yep. friend. And he is one of two on a, a, in a band that I recently got into, uh, the Grey Havens. Isn't that right, David? So yeah, first of all, I just want to, I know, I know that, um, before when I introduced the idea of interviewing you to Ethan, he had not yet heard your music. So I'm sure that, um, other people in our audience have not heard the Grey Havens yet. So how would you, how would you describe your music real quick? So other people
3: can kind of get to know it. Yeah. So for, um, um the short elevator pitch if somebody was asked you know what's your genre we for now we're going with narrative pop folk okay uh, <laughs> i like it that's a that's so a many word. hyphens what, what does that what does that necessarily mean uh narrative describes the lyrical style um so kind of more um leaning more towards illustrative oriented um mm. my wife says story oriented uh kind of lyrics and <laughs> And the pop folk is is more the musical thing, but it's like trying to describe what do blueberries taste like, you know. You kind of you just use the best descriptors you can, and and uh, hopefully, you know, that person down the road will try blueberries, you know, for themselves. And okay, so it's it's three words. It's hard to wrap up a mm. a, a sound, but that's my best stab.
2: Yeah how did how did you and your wife get into music originally? I mean, because I doubt that anybody yeah. picks up a guitar and says, I'm going to make narrative, uh, psychopunk, uh, uh, what? I, for- I forget what it was. Oh, folk music. I forget what it was already, but yeah. like, how, gonna- yeah. how did that start?
3: So I grew up in a musical home. Um, my parents just playing, um, players. So, yes. uh, yeah. So they played. <laughs> I have one in my car. Yeah. In the house, um, growing up, uh, a lot of storyteller musicians uh, like uh, James Taylor, mm. uh, good songwriters like Cat Stevens. Uh, they also played, uh, I don't know if you guys are, have heard of the like the Doobie Brothers was a big influence. And then, um, so I just had all these, these songs kind of um, playing in the background, and um, my grandpa was really into... Um, like big band music, and and so was my so were my parents like Frank Sinatra and stuff like that. But sure. I, I just have this like distinct memory of um my grandpa like uh, my mom's dad showing me these big band songs like it's called the Spitfire Band like you know, look them up somewhere. Uh, but they like in in trumpet was an instrument that I was kind of like drawn to, and so when it came time to to join band. I don't know. Were you guys in band or anything like that? Dave, I actually, I, orchestra.
2: I played the trumpet in high school and middle school and elementary school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fellow trumpeteer yeah, yeah. on so, the podcast.
3: There you go. So <laughs> I almost though, like, you know how, when uh, I feel bad for the band in middle schools, because it's like, you know, you're, you're really trying to, to fill out the whole band. And unfortunately that means, uh, maybe, maybe not. Like manipulating some kids into like <laughs> thinking a certain instrument is cool that really isn't.
2: I promise <laughs> I, you. I promise I think... you, the piccolo is the dopest thing that yeah, you can play. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Any <laughs> time to, like sign up um, for band, I was I was like on on the wedge. I almost committed to French horn mm. because. Mm. But but it was so weird. <laughs> Sorry, I have a little bit of a cold. But like the selling point, to get me to play French horn was like, well, you can play the trumpet in jazz band. Uh, if you if you play French horn, Ooh. I can I can play trumpet in the jazz band. So I ended up going um, uh, for trumpet, and uh, and that was kind of my introduction into um, playing with an ensemble of falling into like marching band and then jazz band and, and all that stuff. So uh, I should mention, I, I took piano lessons kind of when I was in second grade and I quit after a couple of years and uh, to my then in, in high school, I started um, all the, all the guys in the, um, in my grade anyway. And there was a rumor going around that the, the choir teacher, she had just graduated from college or whatever. And, um, the teacher was like cute or whatever. And so all these guys were um, signing up to join the men's choir. And so I kind of just hopped on the bandwagon and, and that actually ended up being a a lot of fun. Um, Just, just um, singing. Like I I just sang in the car or whatever and up until then or in church or uh, through that, like the first semester I had like a a solo um, for like a song called run around Sue. It's like this really kind of, old Way pop heard song this. yeah yeah um and and then i kind of was hooked and so then i i started signing up for like musicals and i was playing ice hockey at the time and i holy cow ended up quitting like all sports so i could kind of go full-time music and and so i'm kind of doing a really brief flyover but then in uh all throughout high school i was kind of kept my roots of like big band frank sinatra kind of stuff so actually when i was Audition for American Idol because a friend wanted to somebody to go with and I didn't really want to go but uh, anyways uh, we show up at Soldier Field in Chicago and audition and I end up uh, singing Frank Sinatra style stuff and and I make it to like uh, the voting rounds and and do that whole thing and so kind That's of f- cool that yeah well, playing, it? uh that was uh season five I think um, Taylor Hicks was on that season, like Chris Daughtry and Catherine McPhee and all those. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that. That <laughs> was like, um, yep. Yeah, it was like 12 years ago. And so um, almost half my life ago. So it just, um, I kind of started getting offers to play places and offers from producers to like, um, you know, make records, or you know one one producer in particular was in our hometown, so you know made a record with him, but but wait, how old were you
2: at this wait, time? How
3: old were you? Um, yeah, I was seventeen, okay, I must have missed that, Wow, okay. okay, that's pretty young, wow, yeah, yeah, so I mean we can pause and camp forever, but I'm just kind of given the the brief you know fly over the thirty thousand foot view of, of my musical <laughs> kind of background, but that's kind of what um launched me into into songwriting i was approached by a friend in high school he was like in a dave matthews cover band and uh, they're really good anyway he he was like hey did, you know do you write songs or anything and you know writing songs or my first song i wrote with him and and i was kind of just hooked from then on just i loved you know putting words together and and um playing you know the like three chords i knew on guitar and <laughs> and just trying to trying to write my own music and so that that I got started really late, like eighteen years old, but you know, that passion kind of just followed me into, you know, I majored in music education, but I'm not supposed to be doing homework. I would be writing songs and you know, <laughs> uh calling my friends, you know. To, I do that but with Netflix. To that, with Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't have uh or maybe we did no, actually, you know what? We did uh brief aside, we did have Netflix, but it was what? still on the D V D thing. Oh
4: no. There's it still the mail thing?
3: Yeah. So, but but my friend, uh my roommate, his name was Oaf. His name was Oaf. Yeah.
2: Let's explore uh, that
3: for a minute.
2: How did yeah, he, how did he get the name Oaf? Uh his last name is Oaf
3: Boy. Oh,
2: okay. So wow. everybody just called him Oaf. That is such a cool nickname. Sorry if I'm fangirling over <laughs> that. But that's awesome.
3: So, I kind of lucked into being his roommate in the sophomore year of college because you know how some rooms like on the dorm flo- floors, just because there's cool comes the hangout room. Yeah. Um, yeah. For everybody else, like video games are there. There's a TV usually or uh, some kind of futon. So we were like the hangout room or one of them. And uh, so like every Monday or Tuesday, <laughs> Monday or Tuesday, we would like binge on. Dragon Ball Z you need ice cream or whatever. So stuff. um Classic oaf. That is, pretty Classic, similar. that is pretty
1: similar. Yeah, so
3: that was my Netflix story. So anyway, <laughs> I was writing music in college and I wouldn't have a teacher or anything, so I was just kind of playing around and would, you know, grab strangers, uh, or shout to strangers in the um outside of the practice room, down in the basement of the dorm. Hey, come listen to my song. because uh, you always had to try it out on somebody. But um all that to say is like I didn't get enough where I felt like after after college, just wanting to to try to make a go of, you know, doing it full time or or trying to make a living at it.
4: So up till this point, like you've just been writing songs on your own. At what point uh, did you meet? Okay, sorry. I don't actually know how to pronounce her name. Is it Licia?
3: It's like Alicia without the uh, Licia. Oh, okay. It's Licia. All right, cool, yeah. cool. At what point Alicia. did you meet Licia? So that was post-college. Um, gotcha. We met... Um, through our church we were on a mission trip together i just graduated from college and um you know my sister was going on this mission trip and uh, i had just gotten back from like venezuela this is like the only it felt like a world traveler at the time but it's like the only two places i've ever been uh, (laughs) you know did a mission trip and then i came back and then my sister was going on this one to british columbia at this new church that they were going to and so um they said they could use other volunteers and so i Came with just to, to her, um, and ended up meeting my wife, Alicia, out on that trip. And I just remember, like, I don't remember meeting her. Kind of a funny story. She remembers. Um, <laughs> and apparently, um, sorry, I have to cough one more time. <coughs> sorry, I just wanted this um, this tour been on. It uh, was so Andrew Peterson, yeah, his tour, Behold the Lamb of God. They do a, a tour every Christmas, and so oh, wow. we're you know we're playing sold out shows every night, and, and I never get sick, like never. And um, we played, and like a couple weeks ago, and then right after that show, when we were heading out the road with these guys, sick to the point where I'm talking an octave lower, you oh, know than no. I supposed to be and so I like I couldn't hit any high notes it was like the worst so we just got back from that so I'm kind of like slowly
2: you just have to yell yell to everybody guys we're playing that song down exactly playing it down yeah exactly playing it down a little bit
3: (laughs) take it down Johnny Cash so so we totally um gosh well where was I with okay so I just remember um yeah we she tells a story um where apparently she it was a cooler of Sprite. I'm scared to talk to me, but she walked up, and as something to say, um, she would say that you know she she was just really shy. She was like, so she said, "Oh, there's Sprite here. I love Sprite."
4: And nice, good pickup line. <laughs> I
3: can't tell you how many times I've like, used that one. I'm sorry. This um, this is the last Sprite. Oh yeah, yeah. And so sort of walk away because she was like flustered, didn't know what to do. <laughs> um and That's I was like for Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, Whoa, well, you can have my sprite. Ooh. And, spicy. Yeah. And now we're married. So it totally worked. <laughs> That's um, how it worked. So you're saying yeah. all I have to do to get a wife. So share a coat. Yeah. <laughs> share a coat with your future wife. Yeah. Exactly. So we met on that trip. The guy that was like mentoring me at the time dating anybody um no do do you want to date are you looking to and I said no he's like well you should ship um and I said why and he said um I've just not met anybody he he was her youth group director and this was kind of out of character for him which is why I listened um he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would say this but he was just like well I've I've just not met anybody her caliber you know and I that kind of piqued my interest and so I it kind of, kind of, um, was sent to go, out oh, this, this girl. And so I did. And, you know, uh, a year, and a, a year, and a year and a half later, you know, we're married. So it worked. That's awesome. So she didn't so really, what, what? yeah, yeah. She didn't really sing, um, or... <laughs> but we went on like three or four days and it didn't really work out. So we were just friends Mm. for a while as a way to kind of keep her around and on the radar because she was a big fan of Lucia. She was a music teacher. So she was like, how about you come over to our house every week and I give you guitar lessons for free?" Oh, yes, exactly. So during the time when we were just friends, she was learning to play guitar because she really didn't do music stuff before that. We started dating again. It wasn't really until six months into dating that I heard her sing um, for the first time. And, you know, I, I heard her sing and I was like, oh my gosh. And the wheel started turning from there. But but honestly, it wasn't until after we got married that we started singing together. And so it was when kind did, of an afterthought. When did you get married? Thought. 2013. Okay.
2: Wow. So this is it. like all a relatively new thing yeah
3: yeah totally wow so we've been doing this about just coming up on five years and um yeah so it's it's been great
4: when did when did like the the gray haven start specifically was that like
3: that was, yeah, a six that was months after you guys maybe uh a few weeks before we got married like um maybe a month before we, we did a kickstarter or two months before for a new record and um you know, our family and friends, you know, funded the the record, and we, you know, we went to Nashville, and we made this, and then we gave it away on noise trade. Do you guys know noise trade? No,
4: I've not heard okay. of it. No. Is that like Bandcamp?
3: Okay, but it's it's like you trade your email address in order to stream or download a record for free. Oh, oh, so, I get
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like
3: yeah. um, so hive we in or, or that, something. Yeah. our first record in its heyday. And it's still great, um, but I think it was like at the peak of uh, value at that point. Um, and so we we ended up getting like thousands of um, and emailing all those people and being like, "Hey we can we um, go on a tour in your living room? <laughs> Let us come play in your house?" And yeah, everybody in Pennsylvania said yes, basically. For whatever reason, Pennsylvania was like Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it. (laughs) So nobody comes to Pennsylvania. Please come to Pennsylvania. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So we we packed up our Ford Taurus and we um, went on our first tour, and we're we're just in the process of making our fifth record, our fourth studio record. But but yeah, we're we're still going.
4: That's pretty cool. That's really cool. So
2: oh, Patrick, you go.
4: Oh, no, no, go, go ahead, Ethan. Okay. I, I have like two more questions.
2: Cool. So, like. Uh, so Dave, my my question is: so I listen to to some of your music. Um, admittedly, it is not my bag, but I do appreciate like the the artistry and the kind of the meaning and the symbolism that you put behind a lot of your songs. And great when when Patrick introduced it to me, he's like, "Yeah, they're great." There's just like they're they're not like explicitly Christian, but they're actually kind of totally Christian. And so with your dad being a pastor and everything kind of where, why did you decide to make this style of music that kind of had these Christian influences? Did that come from your childhood? Was that a decision you made with your wife? Kind of how did that whole aspect of the music get
3: introduced? That's a really good question. Um trying to think about the best way to answer it is.
4: Was that always like a given? Like, were you always like writing... Christian songs or, like,
3: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, how to say it? It's like, the the reason I'm stuttering or uh, stumbling over the question a little bit is, um, if you think about it, it would be, like, asking, like, LeBron James.
2: Why he plays basketball?
3: Why why well, he play basketball the way he plays basketball?
2: Uh huh. So it's it's really just a part of you. Like you were yeah, always you exactly. were always raised, or, you know, or this way. Yeah.
3: Any athlete, any musician. Uh huh. They just naturally have their own the their their tools or whatever mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. their gear is just an extension of of kind of themselves. And so when I went to mm-hmm. write music, um, I'm sure you know nobody can escape their. Their upbringing and the influences that brings with it. And of course, like, um, believing the gospel is kind of the core, um, fundamental reality mm-hmm. of my life. You know, that's going to, um, necessarily express itself or weave its way into, um, how I look at the world. And so, so yeah, when, when, um, um, I often say, like, um, sermons and scripture kind of teaches you taught me like what to say Mm. and good stories taught me how to say it yeah so uh i've just been a huge fan of so
2: what are some of the what are some of the stories that kind of have inspired you
3: books or you know anything you know it's it's so like cliche uh, to (laughs) say it but uh like Lewis and Tolkien. Oh, yeah. Of sure. course. Of
2: course. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah are like um, the two biggest, um, you know, big Harry Potter fan as well. Um, classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah. I mean, other books. Um, I'm currently reading an interesting series. Uh, it's another fantasy series. It's uh, Stormlight Archive by oh. an uh, author named Brandon Sanderson. Hmm. He's on his, like, third book. And each of these books, like, is a hardcover or, like, 100 pages long. And he plans to write 10 of them. Like, by the end, yeah, there's going to be over 10,000 pages written in this (laughs) saga. So. (laughs) That's a couple pages. uh, I'm reading that right now. Yeah. So I've just been kind of, um, I've been thinking about, like, you know, the why what we do, but like, so we wrote songs and then it's kind of in hindsight looking back and going, why did we write songs that way? And the best statement we have now is like awaken, like wonder and joy um, for the Lord, mm-hmm. for the gospel, you know, for his, for, for God's glory, who he is kind of. So that wonder element is often captured um, through story and music so you know wanting to do for others with music and lyric what did with to me with uh narrative and is kind of uh, kind of where the pulse is i think on on the why of what we do
2: yeah for sure
3: so um I don't know if that answers the question or what the question was. I think it yeah, does. It's good. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. yeah, it does. It definitely does.
4: Your first EP, I mean, it's got a ton of parable in it. I mean, that's that's the thing that I noticed the most. Yeah, parable for sure. Yeah, I mean, so this is uh, this is more of a personal Here question that I've always wanted to know. Your song "Gray Flowers." W- mm-hmm. I had I had a I had a long discussion with a friend who also separately got into your music and we found out that we both listened to Grey Havens and I was like, this is insane. This is awesome. And so we had like a, a 30 minute conversation about what Grey Flowers was about. And I was like, it's about Jesus, and the Pharisees and like Jesus bringing grace and then the Pharisees rejecting grace and trying to kill him. And he was like, no, 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 it's about their marriage. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to ask him. So is it about, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I, right, just, I thought
2: I thought it was about a town that you went to that didn't allow gray in it. Um, that was my take.
3: Ethan thought it was, (laughs) I thought
2: it was a literal song.
3: Okay. Um, Patrick, uh, I think Patrick's uh, got it hit on the nose there. Dang it. So, so,
2: dang it. Yeah. I'm always wrong. So,
3: yeah. So, you didn't really think it was literal, Ethan, did you? I might have (laughs) a little bit. Um, yeah, so it's like the town totally. Of the yeah, exactly. So yeah, Pharisees, yeah, are the are the gotcha. kind of the law keepers and, and mm-hmm. really is,
4: there a, is there a like a connection between like that song and the name of your band, Gray Is
3: that is that like a... yes, totally? Because right. when we had um when we had to print the record after we after we kick it um we were we had two weeks left. Before it needed to be manufactured, and we still didn't have a band name, and we, you know, reached out to our and said, "Help! We don't have a band name. Um, would you please <laughs> suggestions? Here are some things we would like." And uh, so, and, and the Grey Havens came back as an option, and we had looked at that. It's the last chapter of the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Um,
2: yeah, that's where I've been. I'm reading Return of the King right now and I looked ahead yeah. and I saw that name and I was like, oh, that's familiar. And then I saw your band name and I'm like, oh, that's familiar. And I just now made that connection. <laughs> Gosh, darn it.
3: Yeah. So at the time we had a song called Great Flowers. Uh, the Great Havens is a harbor spoiler from which some of the main characters depart at the end of the story and, and takes them to the what are called the Undying Mayans. Onward, um, and so, you no, know, we sing a lot about we sang a lot about heaven. We had this song called "Great Flowers," about the great haven. So we just kind of went with it.
4: That's really cool. That's actually I didn't yeah. I didn't even know it was in. Rings, I knew so it so bad.
3: I, I I'm knew. just said Listen,
4: Ethan, you're struggling through it yourself. All Patrick, right, don't, don't get on. I'm trying. Models.
2: Dave, this is a full confession from me. I'm having the hardest time getting through. I've started The Lord of the Rings so many times. And yeah. this past summer, I started I started Fellowship, and I got through it, and then I started Two Towers, and I got halfway through to when it switches to Sam and Frodo, and I stopped. I hit a brick wall like I do every time, and yeah. I just picked it back up over Thanksgiving, finished Two, ta- two Towers, and I'm going to try and finish Return of the King. Uh, this is as deep as I've ever gotten. I'm four chapters in. So To Return of the King? Yeah, so we'll see yeah. if, if it actually uh, ends like, up. Yeah,
3: it's like you're this far you have to make it the rest exactly his his writing is
2: just so dense it feels like i have to just chop down a forest every time i want to get to the next plot point you know what i mean just tell me just tell me just tell me where you're going tell me what they see what's the thing in the woods okay let's kill it let's move on you know it's frustrating (laughs)
3: yeah i but you you just got to i think you just have to push through and i'm doing my best if if only you know out of just like pure respect oh yeah for sure what's considered you know one of the greatest mm -hmm. novels ever
2: i wouldn't have tried Um, this many times and tried so hard if i didn't you know think that it was actually good it's just a matter of getting through it yeah hey Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time.
2: And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may
1: vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Ethan, do you like the movies?
2: The movies, here's the thing, is I've only watched the movies that I've read the books of. So I've only seen... I wasn't going to watch the movies until I read the books. And so I've only seen fellowship twice and I've only seen two towers once and I've never watched the Hobbit movies. I did like them. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um, I think part, what the part, part of the issue for modern readers is it's just not written in the style of the books now where everybody seems to like in real time, Mm. um, meaning even if they're switching between characters, it's all pretty much kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. But with, but that didn't used to be the style. So what Tolkien is doing is two characters or a group of people until they get to the basically near the end mm-hmm. of the plot. And then he starts over with alternate. a different set of characters mm-hmm. and the end. Uh, the only difference being a modern author would just alternate back and forth between those two um groups of people every other chapter or something and it just kind of
2: I did really like that aspect of two towers where it's we get through, you know, everybody else's story and then we get through Sam and Frodo's story and then you bring us to return of the king and yes. the, the movie the movie had to do it the way that it did just cuz that's, you know, it wouldn't have made as much sense for a movie, but for a book I really liked how Tolkien yes. split it up. So I thought that was that was good.
4: Um I was going to ask you the the most cliche question you can ask a musician. Um tell me a little bit about your process.
3: The writing process? Um, yes. I typically, I have songs that we've got recorded with the music first. Um, chord progressions. Mm. And then kind of just, once I get something I like, I'll, I'll sing La 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 or whatever just over that. And then usually from there, I'll sing random words. And one thing that I kind of have a thing about or pet peeve about or I don't just some weird OCD thing with is just word flow. Mm-hmm. Like if the words don't like really flow well together, they probably can't be sung really well together. And so usually I'll try to pick out like a few words that each other. Um and from there like I just kind of start to inform like what the song could be about. It takes really for me to write lyrics weeks. mm mm-hmm of pain relatively quickly (laughs) the words come just very slow and i don't know why that is but it's um you know we were supposed to have our record done i'm still writing i just got stuck so so yeah so the the imagery is really important to me for illustration usually that's not like a journal entry kind of song like it's more writing like a mini novel where there's like a plot and i don't i don't know it's weird i it's just it's it's hard for me to get at the the journal entry stuff
4: yeah what um so. i mean if if it helps I can't write music at all so that <laughs> that's <laughs>
3: Yeah, you saying can play like trumpet. You're
4: saying, no, that's that's Ethan. But yeah, no, I can't play trumpet either. I, um, you're saying like, oh yeah, like lyrics come, music comes easy to you, but not lyrics for me. It's um, music comes not easily, and neither do lyrics. So that's yeah. Um, <laughs> how does prayer play into writing and music? Because you had you had one song on your most recent album that like. First of all, it was it was heart wrenching. Go, it's about I don't, oh yeah, just for like yeah. Um, I heard on the live edition of the album, you said that like you wrote it for two people that you
3: are close with that uh, fallen away from the faith. One maybe fallen away more so. Uh, one probably either never has believed. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, like and, yeah. and um,
4: hearing that, and, like listening to the song, and like it really like I was like when I listened to, it, I was like I need to go pray about this because it was like it was really drawing up some like um some emotions I didn't really even realize that I felt. And I think it's a universal feeling of like people that you love that aren't following Christ like you are. And so I was just wondering like like it, it brought me to need prayer. So I was wondering like what kind of um how does how does your prayer life affect your music or how does your music affect your prayer life? If you don't mind talking about that.
3: No, it's very um, very very interesting because, you know, I'm I'm toiling and I'm I'm struggling to try to you know, your your job basically is to be there. To uh, those documentaries where like that photographer is like trying to, for the snow leopard to come out in like his rock, you know, disguised cave. Not only does he have to like be there hours on end, alert and ready and waiting for the snow leopard to come out, not take a break. Like he has to wait in utter silence. That's kind of what it feels like that's actually really cool. interesting yeah that's uh, I agree
4: yeah that's like super artsy I don't know I was uh my, my brother's taking an art class and uh at, at a like this this I don't know actually how to describe it but he's taking art class right now and the um the art teacher was like tell him like feel the clouds as he's painting it and he was my he told that to my mom my mom was like I I have no comprehension of what so like <laughs> the whole art the whole artistic uh inspiration thing I've like I've understood it to an extent, but it is really interesting to hear about.
3: Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so, okay, to go back on, it's, to, to actually, your question, uh, Patrick, getting to a place where, where you can, self that are nothing, a gift that you're kind of, is a really good realization because it it just allows you to, there's no really room for pride in that Mm. struggles in the creative process. Like after you're done, it's like, look what I did. But then the realization hits that you didn't do anything. Um, So being, you know, starting your day with, with asking God, you know, um, and he, he loves to be asked like, Will you bless this time? Will you help me to to say something and, and beautiful and worthy of or who you are and in your story and the world you've made? And so, so just being really and, and and to continually be, I don't know, kind of just pendant, I think is is the best thing. So, um, yeah right in the middle of writing it's it's very much process
4: hmm Ethan, do you have a do you have another question
2: i mean not necessarily I, this has been a pretty uh deep and introspective episode i figured we'd lighten it up a little bit at the end sorry guys no it's it's no it's good this is all phenomenal no, stuff yeah um patrick what do you say we put dave into the crunch bowl
4: yes. we are going david dave dave boo dave,
2: dave, patrick yes. boo um
4: we have, yeah, Ethan, you messed up. He's never going to come back. Um, I know. I what we have, we have this special uh, place where we put our guests called the Crunch Bowl, uh, because we are we are a serial themed podcast. I know it. I know it shows in the way that we talk. <laughs> um, so wait, David, are you ready to get in the Crunch Bowl? I'm going to need verbal confirmation. I okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. cool. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> Man, now I sounded rude.
2: Boo! I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
4: I'm like cutting out. I'm fine.
2: Boo, Patrick, part two.
4: <laughs> All right. First and foremost. What is your favorite breakfast cereal?
2: Trix. Oh, my nice. man. Trix is a cereal that I love, but I cannot afford to purchase it on a regular basis. So it'll, it's something that I'll <laughs> treat myself to when I'm tired of store brand Honey Crisp.
3: No. <laughs> Trix was... I See, I don't eat cereal anymore. It's probably for the better. Gotcha. When I did, I remember... Also, Captain crunch but it was like a very specific kind with like the colored oh crunch berries oops all berries. yeah, crunch berries. Crunch berries. yeah. that was really good too nice How about you guys
2: um i kind See, of have I'm, a rotation a... that i go through uh so I'm, I'm a big fan of cinnamon toast crunch frosted flakes and uh fruity pebbles those are kind of my top three that are in rotation usually um but i do love apple jacks reese's puffs tricks um, I yeah. just listed all of them, so you know that's me.
4: <laughs> my my standard rotation is uh, frosted flakes, uh, apple jacks, corn pops. Ethan doesn't like corn pops. Boo! And uh, then I th- I throw I throw some fruit loops in there usually, nice. but uh, not all at once. That that would be too much
3: for sure. Well played. You know, there's something kind of universal. I feel like fruit loops. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Everybody can get like, behind fruit loops. First of all,
4: the way spell fruit it's just great
2: yeah
3: and then and yeah other things taste like fruit loops randomly this but like there have been like many times in my life where i've turned to somebody next to me and i tastes like fruit loops <laughs> like uh those mystery oreos maybe could have been i don't <laughs> even like i don't know fruit loops kind of just has like that ubiquitous mm. anyway have you had those mystery oreos those I, like
4: mystery flavored oreos
3: no wheat allergy so i can't Ah, uh,
4: yikes they taste just like fruit loops and i told my friend that's
3: not what their flavor is but he swears they're fruit loops interesting i don't know why is your podcast cereal themed what is that about so uh, so we actually
4: went through a, a similar thing that you did we didn't mm-hmm. have a name for our podcast for the first four weeks
2: yeah and doing we were we were just doing episodes, and it was unnamed, and then my dad sent me an email. Um, He's like, hey, I have an idea for your podcast. I was eating some cereal, and I know how much you love cereal, so why don't you call it The Crunch? I was like, dad, that's the greatest idea you've ever had. Um, <laughs> my, my dad peaked at, at 50, so... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So that's how it and that's been it ever since. And we got a a friend to do the (laughs) got a friend to do the logo. Um, We had another friend clean it up, and that's it. Here we are.
3: Great. Yeah. Now, why did you guys decide to start a podcast?
2: Um. So I. Oh no, we're
3: in the crunch bowl now.
2: Oh, we are in the crunch bowl. That's fine. Uh, So I. Um, we basically Patrick and I have only met in real life one time, um, and we met each other through Twitter. And so we both are kind of very involved in kind of what you would call the quote-unquote Catholic Twitter sphere. Um, Just a lot of people very supportive of each other's faiths and, you know, building each other up and making social – like baptizing social media essentially is kind of what we're all about and where we got our starts. And so one day I tweeted, you know, I want to make a a podcast, a Catholic podcast. And Patrick sent me a DM and he's like, i would do it with you. And I said, all right, that's cool because I liked his tweets. And then we recorded Aww. that week, and then I don't like I don't like your tweets anymore, but I used to. Um, and oh, <laughs> so close! Yeah, but and then we recorded that week, and people really liked it, and so we kept doing it. And it, that was like a year and a half ago. So here we are.
3: Yeah, so long ago. Who are your
2: guests typically? Um, we have a we try a, to
4: get people that are like
2: yeah a good variety. So we've had people that are kind of. Uh, speakers and you know write books and those kinds of things other podcasters our friends that are just on twitter that we know um, that have kind of some some kind of interesting angle to talk about um, either with regards to their faith or what they're doing in their life Um, people that we've never met before that are maybe also musicians or yeah it really is just a a (laughs) wide range it's really just kind of people that we know (laughs) you're I guess. What's
3: been like the biggest like mess up that you guys have had on the podcast? Mm. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ethan,
4: can I tell the story of the one time, that one time we were talking about beforehand? I was going
2: to say inviting Patrick to be the co host, but you can tell that story <laughs> also. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patrick, tell all right, that story.
4: So, our first ever interview, our first ever interview. Ethan's a little, he's a little jokey. All right. He likes oh, to, tell I like to
2: make jokes sometimes.
4: Do you know, do you know Blimey Cow, Dave? No. It's a YouTube channel. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a YouTube channel. And the one guy that does it, I asked him to come on the show. He said yes. It was super cool. I had like never met him before. He came on and he we were talking about like his group that he does the pot that, that he does the YouTube channel with, and one of the people that he does it with is his wife. And so we asked him about his wife. And he goes, I've actually I actually had a crush on my wife since I was thirteen. And so Ethan completely re- disregard for all social responsibility <laughs> he has so, so was, that's so weird i had a crush on your wife since i was 13 too oh, and no. it just goes dead <laughs> yeah
2: he did not find it funny at all he was
4: he was not pleased and mm-hmm. so when i told him we were doing the interview with you i said i was like all right now ethan Dave is married. <laughs> so don't, now, whenever we have don't a married man, a married we have
2: to guy. preface it with Ethan, you cannot say anything about his wife, and I've been doing a pretty good job, I think. So, I've learned.
3: Ethan's been a good boy. How did you her. guys how did you guys recover from that in the interview? I don't
2: even remember. I don't want to I go don't... back and listen. I don't want to know because it was so awkward.
3: I don't think well, we recovered okay. at all. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> We've never recovered. Yeah. Um, we lost great. so many lessons. Yeah. <laughs> so if I were to go back because I'm new to your podcast if I were to go back and, and maybe pick listen to it, it's like the highlights of your podcast what should I go
2: so look at ooh. oh that's such a good question we definitely have a few big ones so another interview that we did was with our friend Avera who um, is she's a she's a Catholic she's a girl that lives down in Alabama um, and she experiences same-sex attraction and tries to fully live within uh, the church's teachings on uh, sexuality yeah. And so we talked to her for you know over an hour, and it was a phenomenal and challenging conversation. Uh, the, probably the most that I've ever had concerning like same sex attraction. So that one was really really good. Um, Patrick, what's what's one of your favorites?
4: Um, oh, that's tough. I like I barely remember ours. Um, I'm just gonna scroll through and see. Oh come on, you don't have them memorized. I don't have them I don't have a run of the t- okay so um cracking open a life team with the boys that one we talked about uh, that that episode was one where we there's this uh, youth ministry group uh, called life team and they kind of get a little bit of flack so we talked about youth ministry mm-hmm. in the church for a while yeah that and how to, really how awesome. to build up kind of a community
2: and of faith like within a church and kind of our ideas and our experiences with youth ministry and how that can lead to a more successful like overall faith community um, and we are both very passionate about it and we got we had a lot of people listen to that episode that, you know, really agreed with what we were saying and changed their minds on youth ministry. So that was a, that was a pretty yeah. big episode too. And the one, I have to go back. Say again. Oh
4: uh, yeah. the one. Ahead. Sorry. Yeah. The one right after that too, putting your insides on your outsides. That mm. one is a sad episode. Yes. But it was really cathartic and it was good. It was good to talk about. Patrick that. has we cried, cried like
2: four times on this podcast and I've never cried on this podcast. So,
4: Hey, Hey, how dare you? You've cried once on the podcast. (laughs) That is
2: not true. I've talked about a time that I cried on the podcast, but I've never actually cried. Oh, that's different. Okay.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And then who, okay, last question for me. That's fine. Who are your podcast (laughs) heroes? Like, who do you look to and go, man, if we had a podcast like that, (laughs) that would be bomb.
2: Uh, you
4: go first, Ethan. Ethan's more into podcasts than I am.
2: Yeah, so I, I listen to these guys, um, the McElroy brothers. Uh, they have a podcast called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's a comedy podcast um, where they literally take – people will write in answers and they'll try to give them advice, but it usually just ends up they going off some wild tangent um, and not giving them advice. And they also read off Yahoo answer questions that people send in, and they're ridiculously funny. Um, so okay. I re- I really look up to them just in the way that they can – turn a phrase so quickly and you know, come up with some way to make something so inane, so incredibly funny um is yeah. I want to, I want to be more like that, you know, get funnier as I grow older. So I really look up to them. Patrick, I I know who yeah. your answer is going to be, but you you say,
4: um, no, actually you don't. I, oh. one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. That's not, um, that's not also in our genre is, uh, ear biscuits with Rhett and link. They're I, really funny. I did know They've got such the a record. good, like rapport. They, um, they're kind of similar to us, Ethan. It's just two dudes that are close friends, kind of. We're not close friends. I know you hate me. Um, <laughs> two guys that are close friends talking about, like, life or whatever and random stuff. It, it, they're really, really cool. But um, our, like, actual uh, podcast that Ethan listened to is called Catching Foxes. And that's kind of the podcast that he said inspired him to start Yeah. our podcast. Yep. Um, they they kind of they they talk about the same general stuff that we talk about. They're also a Catholic podcast, but they're just ten, uh, but
2: they're, they're just ten, they're ten years, years older than us. Than they yeah, they're older than us. They have kids, and so they they talk about similar yeah. stuff that we do, but just with more smarter and more world experience. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. And then I'm asking these questions kind of selfishly because about starting a podcast. Oh, and nice. So if you were to the to your younger version of yourselves, and and give some maybe don't do that. You think or uh, make sure to to remember this. Kind of what what would be those maybe things? Content or conversation flow or. Mm. Sorry if I'm if I'm kind of breaking the rules by.
2: No 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 not at all. Okay. Um, I would just say, well, are you just wanting to do this by yourself or with your wife or? With a
3: friend. Okay. Uh, oh, gosh. Gotcha. Make sure it's like. We're just traveling all the time. And yeah. So I'm always meeting. And I, I'm a little bit of a conversationalist. Like I can keep something going. And so I just feel like I'm missing opportunities by not being able to share. Mm-hmm. I would just say, I mean, as, I as long as
2: your friend is a good friend and you guys can carry on conversation. Patrick and I lucked into the fact that we both just get along really naturally. Yeah. Um, but, you know, make sure that, we
4: did not talk. Before
2: yeah. Episode. <laughs> we literally just guessed and it ended up working, which is fine. Mm. But I mean, make sure, I mean, obviously this friend is someone you talk to a lot, then, you know, the conversation yeah. will naturally flow. And when you pick topics, um, keep your audience in mind and make sure it's something that you care about. Make sure it's something that both of you care about or that in, you don't have to agree, but, you know, sometimes Patrick will pick a topic and I'm like, well, I don't really, you know, know anything about that or care anything about that. Or I'll pick a topic and Patrick will be like, I don't really know anything about that or care anything about that. And so we try to find something that we can both, you know, have some experience on or share something about. Because then if we care about it, then the audience will care about it. And so that's kind of the standpoint that I go from just on a general content level.
3: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um,
4: and I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question you asked us. Um, cool. Like, you asked asked us where you would start listening to our podcast. Where do you suggest people start listening to your music? Oh, this is good. On what album?
3: Yeah. Um, I've heard it said that it's a good rule of thumb that we prefer you start work and work backwards. Backwards. Hopefully, they're getting better. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so... That means that they're probably going to be most their most recent project, and probably same for us. Like I, I think mm-hmm. our latest record, it's called "Ghost of a King." You listen to it on Spotify. That's probably our best record.
4: It definitely, to, it definitely uh, flows better than the first one. I would say. Yeah,
3: totally. So we made three. That that's the probably the best one to start with, and uh, one new singles. We're going to be putting out more singles did one called high enough featuring a spoken word artist called propaganda that we really like and so
2: nice love
3: propaganda yeah yeah he's great so
4: <laughs> ethan's never heard of propaganda i'm i'm mad because i i told him to check out propaganda and he said no <laughs> i think he should <laughs>
3: oh man yeah he's I, great
2: i need to i need to i've just been obstinate for no reason
4: i also i emailed his agent trying to get him on the show but i have no i have no response from that
2: not surprised he's he's he seems like a busy guy yeah he's a busy guy
3: thank you so much for having me on the show thanks for
2: coming on you got it um Um, patrick you go
4: i was gonna ask one more crunch balls question but only because ethan hates it so much uh would you rather change gender every time you sneeze or not be able to tell the difference between a muffin and a baby
3: oh man muffins. So I'm going to go with the baby one. Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. About you guys. <laughs> See, this is my least favorite question because I I just can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Ethan sneezes so much. So here's the thing is that they're both such good options that I don't know which one I would rather have.
3: <laughs> I was thinking the exact opposite. Both are such <laughs> horrible options. <laughs> I
2: I'm kidding. I would. I would probably pick the gender be, just because I would hate. I would hate to see little babies in an oven. I'd I rather. Know, that would be terrible. I'd rather deal with a gender change for like ten minutes than watching babies in an oven. That's just me. No, that's, that's not what that meant. It no. doesn't mean that you have to. You you, cannot, you you cannot. You literally just... can't tell the difference between a muffin and a baby. So like, yeah, I... but a muffin is not pre oven. A muffin is post oven. Well, that's even, true. Even such a baby a coming point. out of the oven is, I mean, bun in the oven to a new new level. Hey, you know hey,
4: I mean? hey! A baby coming out of the oven is a miracle of that's life. That's true. Ethan, you're right, right. You're right. You're right.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Well, people eating babies is bad too. Nobody is eating anybody in the gender swap scenario. That's all I'm saying.
4: <laughs> uh, I always thought that. Um, I always thought that like parents le- leaned more towards gender sneezing as opposed to baby muffin. But you proved me wrong, Dave. My theory is out the window.
3: <laughs> that's what I do. Um,
4: where can where can people find you? Where's your what's your social?
3: Yeah. Uh, handle is Gray Havens music. The Gray Havens, Gray with an A, on Spotify. Nice,
2: perfect. That's that's quick and that's easy. Some people have you know links know. to books and five different accounts and everything. This was just boom. Here's our band. Listen, done.
3: Done.
2: Very cool. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on, talking to us about your whole life and everything in it. Absolutely. This is appreciate been... you guys having me on. Yeah, this has been great. Um, thank you, Patrick. Can I just close it? Is there I'm anything else for some? Uh, oh yeah,
3: uh, for some uh, podcasting advice.
2: Oh yeah. If you ever need anything else, just let us know.
4: Yeah, you got my email. You know, do. send me. <laughs> all right um so you guys yeah you can find us me and ethan you can find ethan at bro Postle on twitter you can find me at catholic pat on the same platform instagram at patrick Nevy iii I, I. that's patrick Nevy the third ethan at ethan stevie look us up on facebook facebook.com slash the crunch cast www.thecrunchcast.com support us on patreon at patreon.com slash the crunch and listen to us on whatever platform you're listening to on
2: right now don't forget to drop us yeah. a review on itunes that's always important. Uh, Alright, I think that's everything. Um, again, thanks to Dave. Shout out the Grey Havens. Um, thank you all out there for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you. And we will see you on the Twitter.